We are in the extreme northwest corner of Connecticut this week, Jeff. Yeah, that we are. I mean, if we traveled one town to the west of Salisbury, we'd be in New York. If we traveled one town north, we'd be in Massachusetts. Salisbury, Connecticut is a rural town here in the foothills of the Berkshires. The town dates back to 1728 when traces of iron were discovered in the hills. Once mining started, a town was born. Now, driving down Route 44 through the center of town is like a time warp. It's quaint and small, and the leaves are turning now that it's October, so it's extra pretty. Population's only about 3,600 people. Salisbury is one of many New England towns, you know, that preserve their old buildings and their main streets. Often when a town preserves its history, it also preserves its ghosts. Mm-hmm, so very true. And that's why we're here, Ray. We're searching for a house so haunted it made the news all the way down to New York City. We're here searching for Salisbury's haunted Tickner House. I'm Jeff Belanger, and welcome to episode 320 of the New England Legends podcast. And I'm Ray Ozier. Thanks for joining us on our mission to chronicle every legend in New England one story at a time. Most of our story leads come from you, and our audience and resources grow when you subscribe to our podcast, when you share our episodes with your friends, and when you post a review for us. And if you want to find out about all things New England Legends and Jeff and Ray, you can go to our website. There's a calendar to see dates for my fall story tour, to see Ray's band, The Pub Kings, plus links to buy my brand new book, The Fright Before Christmas, and the new 2024 Haunted New England wall calendar. We'll go searching for the Haunted Tickner House right after these words from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run, maybe take a nap, read a book, or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. Okay, Jeff, so we know from experience that sometimes a haunting will make the local news. It's been true for centuries. But when a haunting makes the news and then the wire service where other newspapers pick it up, something bigger is usually going on. And that's the case here. This is a haunting story that played out for all to see in the newspapers, not just locally. 
The story began May 23rd, 1873 in the Connecticut Western News. Go ahead and read the lead here, Ray. Okay, it says, quote, a haunted house. The house known as the Dr. Tinkner Place, and which was bargained for by Mr. Fenn of this village, is said to be haunted, being the scene of various strange and unaccounted for apparitions. Wow. There it is, black and white. Yeah. So let's head back to 1873 and investigate this haunted house. It's May of 1873 here in Salisbury, Connecticut. For more than a century, this town has been known for its iron mines. The iron from the hills helped build weapons during the American Revolution a century ago. And more recently, it's been used to make cast iron railroad car wheels used to expand the nation. This is an iron town through and through. But in the past week, it's getting known for something else. A haunting. Last week, Mr. Fenn of Salisbury moved his family and belongings into the house. They settled in for their first night. At some point in the late night, his young daughter and a young woman who lived with him heard a door rattling to her brother Byron's room. It was enough to wake her up to investigate, only to find nothing there. Then about midnight, the family dog, who was asleep in the hall, jumps up and goes wild with rage at something the family can't see. The family is spooked. Mr. Fenn proclaims he doesn't believe in ghosts, but he has no other explanations either. Mrs. Fenn hears doors opening and closing in other parts of the house. The whole family is on edge, but it's 15-year-old Byron who actually sees something. I saw a woman standing in the doorway to my room. She was dressed in white. I thought it was mother dressed in her nightclothes, but she said she hadn't checked on me at all. It's the next morning, and the Fenn family is too nervous to stay. Considering they'd hardly unpacked their belongings yesterday, they load back up into the family wagon and ride back to their former homestead in town. The Fens tell a few friends what happened, who tell a few others, and pretty soon more stories about this house begin to surface. One local drunk claims that he slept off a stupor by that house only to wake up to see a woman glowing white staring down at him from the window. Being drunk, no one believed him. But now combined with what the Fenn family just went through, folks aren't so sure. So I just spoke with someone who heard a story of the family who used to live in the house. They said they heard the family had an overnight guest who slept in the guest room. That would have been Byron's room last night. They said the guest complained he was woken up in the night by a woman pacing the floors all night long. It's easy to dismiss any one of these claims, but when you add them together, suddenly everyone in town is buzzing about the former home of Dr. Tickner being haunted. The Connecticut Western News catches wind of the story and runs a small article laying out the facts. Soon, other papers pick it up, and now the region is buzzing. It's now mid-June. Almost a month has passed since the reports of Salisbury's haunted house began to circulate. And now a reporter from the New York Daily Sun comes strolling into town asking about ghosts. The reporter is taken with the beauty of Salisbury. The farms, the rolling hills, and the mines. It's picture-perfect New England. But once he starts asking about the local haunted house, some Salisbury locals get their hackles up. Ever since it's been in the papers, people have come around gawking. It's a tension they'd rather not have. Still, this reporter seems determined to find the story and see for himself. He's heading inside the local tavern. Always a good place to start. Let's follow him. 
Two beers, please. Cheers. Cheers. Some of the locals think it's all made up and scoff at the reporter's questions. Yeah, but others believe what they hear. In fact, one local just ran out into the street and is dragging in a teenage boy. That's Byron Fenn. Oh, right. The boy who saw the ghost in his room last month. Right, right. So the reporter's intrigued. Byron, tell us about your ghost. Yeah, I seen her. What did she look like? A woman. Was she young? Old? What was she wearing? Old and dressed in white. How were you able to see her in the dark? The moon was shining and the blind was open. Did she actually come into your room, Byron? No. She came up to the steps and looked in the door, which was open. She stood still for about five minutes, looking around the room and looking at me in the bed. Did she say anything or or move from the door? No, she did not speak, nor move her hands from her bosom, where they were crossed just so. Byron just crossed his hands across his chest like an axe. That's just the way they lay out old Mrs. Tickner. Mrs. Tickner used to live in that house, but passed away years ago. So, Byron, were you scared? No, I thought it was my mother. My mother didn't come up there at all. I asked her the next morning what she came to my room for, and she she said she never came at all. I told her she did, and she declared she didn't, and that was the way we found out it was a spook. And you believe in spooks now, Byron? Yes, and so would you if you had seen what I did. The reporter plans to spend the night there tonight to see this ghost for himself. Mister, you better not. Still, there's no stopping this reporter. Even when some locals in the tavern claim they think it's dangerous, the reporter only becomes more intrigued. Well, what do you think, Jeff? You up for a ghost hunt tonight? Oh, you know I am. Let's sit over there with the reporter. We learned today that the Tickner property was cheap, which is why the Fens were eager to buy it. But cheap and haunted didn't sound so good now. The family's nervous. Still, others are curious enough to join us tonight. The Yorks are accompanying us to the house. Even old Ben Ball, a Civil War vet from town, he's come out as well. Let's, uh, let's go inside. So we're standing in Byron's former bedroom. It's really damp and cool in here. There's no fireplace. The reporter's lighting a fire in the fireplace in the room across the hall. I guess from here we can keep warm and keep an eye on the haunted bedroom. While we wait, those gathered share their own stories of seeing ghosts in other places. So there are believers assembled here. Meanwhile, all eyes stay fixed on the open door and room across the hall. So we wait. And wait. And wait. Whoa, what is that? Could that be our ghost? Ben Ball is tiptoeing down the hallway. Let me look out of the window. Oh, wait, it's Henry Ayers from in town. Oh, got it. It looks like he wants to join the ghost hunt. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, I guess we're back to waiting then. The sun's rising. We haven't seen or heard anything all night besides a local knocking at the door. There's some debate among the group whether the ghost was in hiding last night or if she was never here to begin with. And that brings us back to today. To the reporter's credit, he seemed to understand that spending a single night in an alleged haunt and not seeing anything isn't proof that the ghost was never there or never will be there again. 
But eventually the news cycle moves on, and so too does the town of Salisbury. Well, that's how things go. Enough time passes, and something new grabs our attention. So everything we know about this story comes from three different newspaper articles from the Connecticut Western News. One was from May of 1873, and two were from June of that year. There was no follow-up after that, so we don't know if another family moved in and had no problems or, or what. It's interesting that a local drew a connection to Mrs. Tintner, who had been laid out with her arms crossed over her chest. So they believe the ghost was that of Mrs. Tickner. Dr. Benninger Tickner was born in Salisbury in 1788. He traveled the world serving as a surgeon in the Navy and then moved out to Michigan. He was one of Salisbury's most notable sons. So everyone would remember his house in town. Right, but after this article, everyone in town remembered the ghost. Hauntings come and go. Enough time passes, we lose any and all connections, and maybe those old ghosts eventually just move on. Now, ghosts have a way of doing that. But please don't move on just yet, because we've come to After the Legend, where we take a deeper dive into this week's story and sometimes veer off course. After the Legend is brought to you by our Patreon patrons. They help us with our hosting, production, marketing, and travel costs. Bringing you two stories each week takes a lot of effort and money, and they know great content isn't free. We deeply appreciate their support. It's just three bucks per month, and for that, you get early ad-free access to new episodes, plus bonus episodes and content that no one else gets to hear. Just head over to patreon.com slash New England Legends to sign up. You can also find a link in the episode description. Haunted house. Tis the season. It is October, I right? thought, yeah. I mean, everything we talk about lends itself to the season. Of course. Especially ghosts. Yeah. I've been sensitive, too, because I'm watching 31 horror movies that I've never seen before in October. You're committed. I'm committed, and a lot of those are ghost stories. Have you? Are these all new to you? They're all new to me, so okay. I can't watch something that I've seen already. Wow. One of the most recent ones is The Haunted Mansion, Disney's Haunted Mansion. The newest one? Yeah. How it's is cute. It? We're halfway through. Oh, it's, couldn't get through to one go. <laughs> <laughs> it's about two hours. Jack and I, we always end up watching movies too late at night. Yeah. And we get both get up early. So I get it. We're going to finish it today. But it's fun. Sure. It's fun because I love The Haunted Mansion. Yep. And I love the, the attraction. So there's, um, there's a lot of Easter eggs. You right. know? I think it's well done. The Eddie Murphy one. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that one, and I know it's made fun of a lot. I, I would mock Disney for making a movie based on a ride, but there's well, they did the Jungle Pirates, Cruise. Well, Pirates of the Pirates, Caribbean, right? I mean, that, <laughs> they made a lot of money off of that. That one was wildly <laughs> and good, by the way. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm in for any Pirates movie. That is uh, funny. I think that's what they're doing now because they did Jungle Cruise, right? Now the Haunted Mansion. Uh, did you see the Muppet Haunted Mansion, the special no, that they put out last year? I did that not. was cute. Yeah. Um, it's a small world, I guess. That's coming. <laughs> Can't stand the ride. Never mind the movie. The song, just like by the end, you're just like poking. Oh, your it's ears tough. Out, yeah. So uh, I have a I have a haunted mansion story. Oh, haunted mansion of Disney okay. from Disneyland World World in, world. in uh, Orlando, Florida. Yeah. So I had a friend who was a uh, uh, the ride manager down there, also a paranormal person, formerly, and uh, formerly the ride manager. She's yeah. not there anymore, and she said pretty regularly um, they have to stop the ride. Because first of all, when you're on that ride, oh, I think I know this. They they, they see everything. You, yeah, you're on infrared cameras. cameras they everywhere, see everything right? you do. They'll see someone take a bag of powder <laughs> and start to dump it out of the car yeah. of the ride, and they know exactly what it is. They know exactly what you're doing. As soon as you're done, the ride stops, uh, and then they go in with industrial vacuums. It's people uh, sprinkling human remains. Sure, yeah. But they're like, oh, I'm going to spread some of Grandpa's Which is ashes. Innocent enough, right, for the person doing it, right. But it's highly illegal. 
Right. Well, it's not sanitary. And right. It's, it's a mess. So they shut so the right. Got to grab the dustbuster. Immediately, they go in with these vacuums loaded on people's backs, like backpacks. Yeah. And they're just like, and they probably have masks on yeah. or or well, suits and yeah. So she once sent me a picture of the you know the the thing you sit in the little car right. Yeah. And it, it had like a little white like powder on, on the side. And she's like, guess what that is? <laughs> oh, wow. And I'm just like, that is amazing. So it's a regular occurrence. People sneak a bag in and want to sprinkle the remains at uh, at the Haunted Mansion, which, uh, you know, I get it. Sure. I tip my hat a little bit. <laughs> but just know if you choose to do that, uh, it'll be minutes that yeah. your loved one spends uh, in there. And then eternity in the trash heap. What happens to the person that did it? I don't Do know. they get in trouble? I they go know. to Disney jail? I, I mean, it's it's probably one of the, those things that I imagine they keep quiet. They don't want too many That's people true. getting the idea. So, you know, you, they'd rather you probably not talk about it on, say, I don't know, a podcast. <laughs> Do you ever go to one of those websites that have the uh, the stories behind oh, the scenes yeah. that they don't want to talk about? Right. People dying and... Can't wear mustaches. And, of course, people die. Like, they eat stuff that stops their heart or their, right. you know... <laughs> right. But they don't want it. They don't want that in the news. No, but it happens. And not that, and not that Disney's at all at, at fault. No, not at all. Yeah, Unless just, it was a ride malfunction or something. Yeah. But uh, Jack is at the age where he believes everything. He's 15 Jack. years old. Yeah. yeah. We heard him in that episode. Um, right. He uh, believes everything. He's like, we're watching the movie and he goes, did you hear that somebody got trapped in the wall and suffocated? They died. And sometimes their ghost haunts the haunted mansion. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I'm like, yes, it's also very uh, untrue. But dear Jack, young Jack, um, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, uh, I was told someone actually did die during the construction of it. Okay. And that he haunts that ride, which is inconvenient for the Where haunted Where did you mansion. hear that? Don't read everything. Well, I don't believe everything My friend you read. who worked there. Okay. Because I said like, that I, that's kind of gone around. Yeah. Um, construction workers do have accidents on, on every site sure. sometimes. So that does happen. It's not that unusual. But yeah. that, that's the story I'd heard, which is a bummer if you're the Haunted Mansion because you want the ghosts over right. there. There's also a story with the the pirates that there's four Jack Sparrows, and if there's if you see five, one of them is Johnny Depp. Oh, he has gone in there from time to time and acted like an animatronic Johnny. That's amazing. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, or he's probably walked around too, because like you you would not assume that's Johnny Depp walking around like just taking like, pictures and stuff. Yeah, yeah. With, with the crowd. Yeah, you well, think? that guy looks just like, like him. you. That's, really nailed that was this. Good. One. Yeah. Kudos, Disney. Thank you, love. Right? <laughs> would you do that? I would absolutely do that if I was a celebrity. If, I mean, how many times have you seen videos of, from like Comic Cons where like super mega celebrities put on some costume? Oh, the cost yeah. like where you can't tell who's it, in. It could there. be anybody. Yeah, and they they walk around freely, just yeah. being like you know. Uh, Mark Hamill has put on a stormtrooper outfit, has he? and he's gone to like Star Wars premieres. <laughs> That's great, you know. And and they're just like, who's your favorite character? And they're like, oh, I like Kylo Ren or whatever. He's like, well, how about from the older movies? <laughs> and he's interviewing people as a storm. Yeah. Trooper, you know, and um, and then there's mobs of people around, and yeah. he's just a stormtrooper. Somebody always does that. There's like Jimmy Kimmel or something. They'll have somebody say something about a celebrity, and the celebrity is hiding behind them. Right. They did it with Mike Tyson. Who do you think is the best boxer of all time? Somebody would go off, and Mike Tyson would come out and stand behind them as they're like ripping Mike Tyson. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Because you don't expect it. I yeah. Mean, who knew? But uh, but yeah. So a good old haunted house story. Which getting back to where we were, um, I, I love forgot. it. I, I know. Here we are. Um, <laughs> we literally just found this one in the news archives. And I love the, and I do want to tip my hat to the reporter who covered it very objectively. Mm. I mean, it was a column. It was a first person account, which he, he went on and on about how pretty the town is and the hills and the farms and the, and the kind folk and the people he met. And, but then reported it yeah. and, and reported what he saw because 
today and just like back then sometimes people were very skeptical or just tongue-in-cheek and like right. like look at these bumpkin buffoons yeah 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 who think that there's a haunting in town instead he was like no you've got these various people who are all in good standing with their community saying they're afraid of this place because of something they they've seen heard and experienced mm. and so uh, the reporters like i want to see it and i get it right yeah. that's how i started in all this i was like i'm a reporter i want to go see a ghost in october right like a real one and I've been chasing it ever since. So I completely understand it. I thought they did a great job with the coverage. And now, of course, um, it, it's it's sort of been lost to time. This is not something that's known in town anymore because it made the papers in 1873. And we just dug it up this week. So who knows? Maybe we'll people will go looking once again. Be sure to check out our website where you can contact us anytime, where you can see clips from the New England Legends television series that you can watch on Amazon Prime. You can find our entire archive of podcast episodes, see our interactive map, and find links to join our super secret New England Legends Facebook group. We'd love to have you join us there too. We're a community of legend seekers, and we're glad to have you with us. Thank you to Jack Osier for lending his voice acting talents this week. Thanks to our sponsor, our Patreon patrons, and our theme music is by John Judd. Until next time, remember, the bazaar is closer than you think. <laughs>